Morning, Alan. How are we doing? Good to talk to you, Michael. Right. We're going to look at housing in general because, as I said, we're going to hear from Gary Quinn in the second hour of the show. But uh, first off, it's not lost on me that listening to the news there with Jim, cost of living supports are once again high in the agenda. And the Green Party seem, if you look at the front page of the paper, what are they at? Because it says the Greens plan to block the €200 Euro energy credit this summer. What's all this about, you know? They're your government partners. They are, and uh, I think they'll fail if they try to do this. And I can see where they're saying is that, well, it's going into the summertime, your consumption of electricity is going to be down. So is there a need for an intervention? And the absolute answer to that question is quite simply, yes, Alan. The cost of living hasn't gone down. I mean, things may have changed in the wholesale energy markets, but things haven't changed in the retail markets yet. So consumers are not going to be feeling the benefit of any drop for quite some time. Uh, mm-hmm. They're saying anywhere from three to six to nine to 12 months. So I think the Green Party will find themselves in a very precarious position if to try and block something because the government, in fairness to them, have been very forthcoming in making sure that any measures that need to be taken, either by in the budget, and one of the things they said in the budget, we'll be back at this in the spring, anything they said they would do, they have done. So in terms of the fuel allowance, in terms of the bonus social welfare payments, in you know, the additional needs payments, and then you have the renters credits, and then you have the uh, ESP electricity credits. So the government have said, we'll revisit this in the March. They put $4 billion aside in the National Reserve Fund to make sure that if they needed to go back into it, that the money would be there in a pot to do it. So yeah. I would be 100% confident that the government will proceed with another tranche of maybe a more focused, maybe a softer cost of living target, um, maybe focus on a couple of groups rather than just across the board a universal payment. But I think the evidence is now showing that things are not as bad as we thought they would be, but things are still bad. Mm. So we're going to have to intervene and there's going to have to be some sort of cost of living adjustments for people because I salute, you know, we've had this conversation, I did the fuel run there before Christmas. Um, Do you still do the food bank? I do. And uh, And what are the demands for the food bank in your ass like? This time last year, I would say our, our demands are double. To be frank about it, um, the amount of people who are coming looking for assistance across the range of spectrums, people yeah. who are working full-time, who are finding it very difficult to make ends meet, the bills are going up, the income is not going up as high as the bills, I find it very difficult. So, year so are year, you saying this time, compared to this time last year, the demands in the food bank are now double? Practically double. Practically double. In, in terms and what, of what are they looking do. for mostly, Michael? Any assistance that they can offer now with the service that we offer, it's mostly non-perishable food. So we would put packages together uh, confidentially and discreetly. So if anybody is in need, reach out to us and we make sure that they get whatever it is that we have and get whatever it is that they need. Sometimes they need additional supports and we'd refer them to social welfare. And in fairness to the community welfare officers, they're quite uh, quick to respond and quite flexible in what they can do to help people with additional needs. I think in terms of the cost of living, the one thing that your listeners and we should all be conscious of, there are people out there who are in need who may not come forward. There are a myriad of different programmes, Alan, that's there to support people at this time. Come out, make yourself known, it's confidential, and we'll do everything we can to help you. Mm-hmm. And I, it's not just me that do it in Neuros. I work with colleagues on the council, um, Councillor Davy Hines and uh, Councillor John O'Rourke, and I work together in different areas across. We do work in Wexford, and we do work in Rosslare as well. So, you know, it's across all the spectrum, across all the areas. And, uh, you know, it's a busy time for, all, for, for the wrong reasons. Um, Social Justice Ireland called immediately for an eight euro rise per week in the core social welfare rates. Is that feasible? And they're called. Uh, Suzanne Rogers discussed it with me yesterday. What do you think? I think it's something they'll have to look at and something that's worth considering. But I don't. I, I don't think 
um, putting aid euro on all core social welfare benefits is going to be the way forward. I would rather see some of the money going into organisations who work with different people and work with different groups. Hmm. Like, we see across, I've seen in Wexford, we see it in New Ross, we see it across the economy. There are businesses closing because they can't get employees. So the last thing you need to do is make another barrier to make it so expensive for somebody to come off of social welfare to take employment. And that's why I'm saying I'd rather, if they're going to go ahead and put significant amounts of money, and €8 Euros per social welfare core payment would be a considerable amount of money, right, okay. I'd rather see that money going into groups that would do breakfast clubs for kids going to school, that it would be across the board and universal to make sure that everyone is taken care of. So that's your alternative to what they've suggested then? is Well, you see, yeah, their alternative is that you go that way and that, that way the rising tide will lift all boats. Mm-hmm. The difficulty I have with that, it's not going to get all the boats because people who are working would not be any better off by an €8 euro increase. Right. Actually, employers would not be better off either because if your social welfare is higher and, you know, one of the ideas that the government is looking at is making the minimum social welfare rate at €450. Euro. If you're on minimum wage, you would not be taking home €450 Euros a week under the under the proposed uh, white paper that's out there. So there, it's a very fine line by increasing the social welfare core payments. Mm. And as you know, we've spoken deeply about the um, the pensions and that. There are areas where we could increase the fuel allowance to help people there and in disability and carers by all means. But you just, across the board, universal, I'd say you need to think that one out. Right, again, uh, Michael, uh, anytime anyone from within the, the area that you, you cover comes in, I, I get texts in, I've got another one in, could you please ask Michael Sheen that the people in Clown Game Folks Mills are in need too after the tornado. It seems to have got off the, the radar a little bit. What's the story here? Um, well, I'm still working with families who have applications in with the Red Cross to get their, um, their repairs done. I'm working with families with social welfare to make sure that any entitlement that they can get is still there. So, yeah, no, it's still active. It's just not as upfront as it was, the it's initial a, reaction. I mean, as a councillor, to be fair to you, there's only a certain amount you can do, but do you believe in the upper echelons of power that enough has been done for the people of Clown Game Folks Mills? I think because this was administered by the Red Cross, I think they could have been far quicker in open up the, the government. scheme. Oh, no, the Red Cross, because the government were saying there's a scheme there and it's open. So... I would have thought that the Red Cross would have been far more quicker. When we had the issue back in August yeah. in New Ross Town, they were open very quickly and people were taken very, you know, the applications were dealt with expeditiously. So it, are you critical of the Red Cross? And the, no, the I wouldn't be critical. I, I, would have hap- I would be happier if it had been faster, the response, if the programme had been open quicker and all the assessments that were done that had gone up there. And as you know, there have been several is, I mean, meetings. I was there on the day it happened. I was actually there, I think, a few hours after it happened. Mm. Um, but what has been happening since then? Because, uh, like, uh, it's, it's constantly raised when people from within, as I say, your area come into me. So uh, is, it, is it still moving too slowly for the people down there? Well, for some of the people that I'm working with, it's moving on, but it's moving on at a glacial pace. Mm. I would not be happy with that. I mean, there was the initial um, additional needs payment that people could have gone for. Some did and some got it. But in terms of dealing with the bigger pictures, I wouldn't think that they've moved fast enough. Now, social welfare moved quite quickly. I'd yeah. be the first to tell you that. And I would have felt that the programme by the Irish Red Cross could have been opened quicker. And that way we could have processed more applications. But like I said to you, the ones that are dealing with me, they're still in the ether and they've still been working. So what, if you're, like the, te- the person who's texted me here, if you're caught up in this and, and things haven't moved quickly at all for you Give in me any shout. of the areas? Give me a shout. Right. Yeah, make contact with me and I'll follow up on that. I mean, and it's as simple as that. Um, sometimes it could be a good reason, sometimes it could be whatever reason. But look, we'll overcome that. All right, let's go back to the council meeting on Monday. Tensions ran high. Um, what did you make of the mood within the room? or Election on the way, do you think, or what's, what's well, your view? Well, 
I, I think we're coming to the stage in the council where it's now, you know, we're heading into the final year. Uh, come June, it'll be the, the last year this term of the council. So I think people are now, and rightly so, looking forward uh, to the future. And then they're looking back to say, well, what has been delivered? Where is the housing? Where, the, where are all these projects that we're working on? And I think there's a frustration on both sides, on the management and on the elected members, that you know things are moving, without a question, things are moving. But are they moving at the speed and the pace that which we would like? And the biggest issue is housing. It's like there's so many different right. obstacles we need to overcome. Right. Well, you're chair of the new Ross district, and I mean, I have I went around initially at the start of the, the, the most recent campaign and spoke to all the Cahirlik of the various and the, ch- the chair themselves, uh, the chair himself. So I'll go back now for an update. So I'll start with you. So where are we at? from, say, the last time you talked to me about this housing issue. Have things... Imp- I, I, I get from you going far too slowly. Well, things are moving on. And and since the last time we would have spoken, we have... And this was one of the big arguments that you would have seen on the council. Uh, we had to have a new housing estate uh, up in Healy's land. And that's been... The first phase of that has been allocated. The second phase has been allocated, but people haven't moved in yet. They're looking at a subsequent third phase for that area. So there has been movement there. There is planning permissions granted for housing in Hewitt's land. That's 40 additional, um, what you call AHBs, like a responder, a clued style estate. And there are other estates coming on stream, um, both inside the town and just on the districts of the town. So the housing situation is moving. And I would say by this time next year, we'll have decent progress have been made on all of the housing estates. The difficulty we had at the council was, well, then, you know, when you apply for a house and the criteria that's used, you could be assessed for a three or a two bed. And one of the areas that I was adamant that we were going to go back and have a look at was under the new criteria that somebody going in with two children of the same gender yeah. would end up with a two-bedroom house rather than a three-bedroom house. This is choice-based letting that I discussed. Well, it's the, this, yeah. the criteria after choice-based was the first part of it. It was the criteria then to find out where you would be on the list. Yeah. The scheme of letting priorities is what it's called. And the issue I had with that is... I thought the officials and I thought the scheme was far too restrictive that if you are a parent and you have two children, two boys or two girls, depending on the age and depending on the size of the room, um, under the old scheme that was replaced, you would have gotten an assessment and and it would have been said, Alan, you need a three-bedroom house. Under the new scheme, it would be, Alan, you need a two-bedroom house. Right. And the issue I had was that scheme was coming in and if Alan was number one on the list and was assessed for a three-bed, well, under the new scheme, if you were only assessed for a two, you'd be switched over so to the So what's the, the latest list. update on this? Because uh, you raised that issue at the meeting before last and Caroline Gotkin came in and explained it to me. So what's, the la- what's, y- what's your view now? Uh, what has happened since? Well, the choice-based letting part of it will go ahead um, in due course. Not right now, but it will go in in due course. But the criteria that people will be used to assess their applications is the current one, okay. not the new one. The new one won't come back in until March or April. So for the next six weeks, we're going to have people who would have received a letter from the council maybe early in the new year to say that you have been assessed for two bedroom house where they really should have been on the three. Okay. So we're going to have to watch that. About 152 cases countywide were affected by that. And I would be adamant. And in fairness to the officials and to the elected members, nobody is going to be disadvantaged because of the new scheme. So I right. will be fighting hard to make sure those 150 people get the correct size house as they were assessed correctly. I'm going to have to wrap it up in a second, Michael, but another big talking point the other day was active travel, the active travel allowance. And uh, your, your your party colleague, Barbara Murphy, raised it. And then uh, um, Carl Byrne also spoke to me about it. Uh, they all run about the fact that in a Scorthy, 20% of the population, 2% of the pot. What, what's your view? How, does, how is New Ross fared in this? Well, 
as I said at the meeting, um, I felt Neuros had been shafted because we got 10,000 euros in total out of the whole allocation. But the, the reason, uh, to back it out from that, we spoke to the environmental minister on Friday. I know Eamon Hoare had spoke to him in private at the officials meeting. What we wanted is money for active travel so we could do the ring road, the old N25 around New Ross, mm. to link it up with the Greenway. And we have gone back to the department. We have sought additional money so we can get enough money to put a contract and tender together to then go back to active travel for New Ross. The feeling in the meeting was that most of the money that had come down was going into Wexford Town. But as it was explained, there is a reason for that because most of the projects were shovel ready in Wexford Town and will be ready. But in fairness, I do accept the point that, you know, when you have money coming down to the county that you should, as best as you can, it's not an exact science, but as best as you can, it should be divided out early equally. Uh, and who makes the decision to divide it then? Where, where is that decision Well, it's made? what projects go from County Hall that will go up there to say these are the projects we're looking to fund. But it was also, you know, ultimately it goes up to central government and in this regard, it was under Eamon Ryan to decide here's the money for County Wexford and these are the projects that we're funding. So that's why when I talk about New Ross, we'll have to go back to him and we have gone back to him to say, we need an additional forty to 50,000 euro to get our project to the contract stage. You know what people would be saying? They'd be saying, he who shouts loudest gets most. So is it a fact that the Wexford District Councillor shouted loudest and got the pie, or what's the story? No, what I think in that is most of the projects that were funded were at stages where they could be funded now. Yeah. Some of the other projects are coming on, like the new Ross project, we're not in a position to get a massive amount of money. 50,000 is what we needed, and we will get that. But if it's a matter of areas shouting the loudest, you know, and we can have this conversation... No, no, you know, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just knowing people yeah, are going to no, be listening no. and they're going to be thinking that. I accept that. If it comes to areas that are shouting the loudest, just to give you the heads up on this one, there is between 40 and 50 million euro going into the new Ross district at the moment across all the spectrums. So, I mean, we are shouting quite loudly. But Where is that regards, money going? It's going into capital projects. It's going into housing. It's going into tourism projects. It's going into economic projects. And it's going into town centre regeneration. So it's across the spectrum. I mean, when, as you mentioned, when we go for local elections and when we go back out, we will have a good record to show the people of New Ross and the area of New Ross okay. what we have invested. And others will have to make the argument then. To leave it there, thank you for ta- taking, uh, joining us live in studio. Uh, 0539145222 is your morning mix commentary number if you'd like to raise an issue or talk uh, to us about what we've just heard there from Councillor Michael Sheen. By the way, if people want to contact you in relation to Cloud Game Folks Mills, you have a website, is it? How yeah, do you do? if you go to the County Council website, you'll see all the contact uh, yeah, all numbers right. in the email and there. Or yourselves, talk. even if you contact yourself. And we pass it on to you. Thank you.